All right, I have 7.40 p.m. on my clock, so we will call this meeting to order. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Rob, are we streaming now? All right, good evening, everyone. Uh, this is our regular uh, meeting of the Board of Trustees of Sycamore Township. We've called the meeting to order at 7.40 p.m. on Tuesday, March 16th. We're starting about 40 minutes later than usual because of a public hearing which ran over immediately before this, and we'll be addressing the contents of that in our meeting. Um, Mr. Warwick, I understand you have an invocation for us, so I'll ask everyone if they would to uh, stand if they're able for that, and we'll proceed with that. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we find ourselves in this grand republic as a divided people at essentially every level of government and across all communities. We are a united, divided states, it seems. We ask that you help us to remember that the experiment of this grand republic is not over. It's still being tested. After 245 years of existence, the final results are not yet in. We still have work to do. It stretches out before us across wheat fields and deserts, from the mountains to the prairies, from sea to shining sea. In the midst of our sense of victory, help us to remember your call to us to love one another as you love us. In the midst of our sense of defeat, help us to remember that you still reign. You alone are worshiped. You alone are God. Help us to rebuild this nation by seeking out your image in the face of others, finding the best in us to serve those who are the least, the lost, and the lonely. We are your people. You know us by many names. You are our God. We know you by many names. May we find strength in our diversity and seek the courage to live up to what is written on every piece of currency in this nation. In God, we trust. In your loving name, we proclaim, amen. Amen. Thank you, Ray. And if we could also proceed with the Pledge of Allegiance, if everyone would remain standing, if you're able. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to America. and to the republic, to the republic for, which it for which it stands, one nation, under God, under God, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, everyone. It's still really hard to synchronize that over Zoom, isn't it? <laughs> all right. We'll move on with our meeting here. First of all, a, a note and a request for consent as to electronic signatures. We are meeting electronically here over Zoom, which the state of Ohio has authorized local government bodies to do during the coronavirus emergency. Votes of the board will have the same effect as if approval had occurred during an open meeting where we were all together in person in one room. State law also permits resolutions and other township documents to be signed with an electronic signature. Would each of you give your consent, please, to placing your electronic signature on any items approved in this meeting which might require your signature? I consent. I can I consent as well. I consent. Thank you. First uh, item on the agenda after this is approval of minutes. We have three sets of minutes to address this evening. The first is the uh, minutes from the March 2nd, 2021 public hearing. Is there a motion? To approve. Second. 
Any discussion? If not, Mr. Porter, please call the roll. Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. And uh, I'm realizing we did not actually do a roll call as to the meeting. Would you do that also, Mr. Porter? Yes. Uh, Mr. LaBarber? Here. Mr. James? I'm here. Mr. Weedman? Present. All right. Moving on to more minutes, we have the March 2nd, 2021 trustee meeting minutes. Is there a motion as to that? Motion. All right, I think both of you moved. I'll second. Um, any discussion? Mr. Porter, call the roll. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. And then we have the March 9th, 2021 public hearing minutes. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, call the roll, please. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. All right. We have several development-related items on the agenda tonight, which we've moved up uh, to the start of the meeting here. The, the first is a resolution involving a consent decree uh, concerning 6100, 6331, 6341, 6491, and 6551 Coogler Mill Road. What do we have here this evening? All right. So we have a resolution approving a consent decree between Five Star Equity Investors, LLC, Sycamore Township Board of Zoning Appeals, Sturbridge Homeowners Association, and Heitmeyer Farms Homeowners Association in case number A-1904001 pending in the Hamilton County, Ohio Court of Common Pleas. Motion to um, Second. All right, we, we have a motion and a second. Uh, does counsel for the township wish to speak as to this resolution? That would be Mr. Solomon, uh, Mr. James, as you know, I'm conflicted out. Correct. I will go ahead and just, uh, you know, if you look at this resolution at the beginning, it, it starts the first whereas clause is June 14, 2019. I want to thank the trustees um, and, and the council for the HOA, the council for the development, Mr. Tepe and Steve Hunt, and uh, all the work, um, Skylar Miller, uh, who in Administrator Warwick, it took a long road uh, to get here, starting with the TIF MOU, all the way down to, you know, kind of making the finer, uh, the final, the finer uh, adjust, you know, adjustments with respect to the lots um, that we talked about at the last public hearing. So it's it's been a lot of work and a lot of, um, a lot of time put into this, and I think uh, the product is, is I think, a, a, as good as it's going to get, and um, I think that's going to show, and I, we're set currently for the April 15th, assuming uh, the trustees are uh, approved this today um, before the court for them to give uh, their uh, final sign-off, which would be the last step in the uh, statutory process. Very good. And as you said, this has been a long and winding road. We held the public hearing at a, a special meeting on March 9th at 4.30 and received public input. Um, we uh, then proceeded to this meeting for the vote. To my knowledge, there's been no further public input which has come in as to it following that meeting, but uh, we got extensive commentary and participation by the HOAs then. Let me ask my fellow trustees, is there any discussion as to the motion on the floor to approve this resolution? Motion. I don't have any discussion. 
I don't have anything fun. All right. And I, I don't really have anything to add either beyond what I just said. I, I guess I would just say that this this is a, a good outcome for everyone, uh, which, uh, assuming we approve it here, preserves the residential character of Kugler Mill Road, which is an important goal and still facilitates development on the other side of it as well, uh, with something that everyone's come together to, to work on to try to find something uh, everyone can be happy with. So. With that said, if there's no further discussion, Mr. Porter, would you call the roll as to the resolution? Yes. Mr. LaBarbera? I want to thank the uh, Homeowners Association, Steve Ginn and Tom Brockman and uh, Rusty and uh, for the work you guys did. Uh, as long as you're signing off on this, the residents are happy, I'm happy. Uh, yes, my vote is yes. Mr. James? I vote yes. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Very good. All right. Next item on the agenda is um, zoning case 2020-07Z concerning 8760 Montgomery Road, which was the topic of the public hearing, which began at 6 p.m. today and concluded at about 7.27 p.m. Um, so we, we have a resolution as to this. Uh, who, who's going to present this? Mr. Miller, is that you or someone else? Yeah, I'll, I'll take care of this. Uh, so again, we actually have two versions of this resolution uh, available for the uh, for the board to consider. Uh, of course, this is um, in consideration of a zone change from B single family residential uh, to D multifamily. Uh, the applicant was Grand Communities LLC, and um, I'm, I guess I'm looking for direction from. Uh, the board on which uh, version of this resolution to, uh, to to put on the screen for review. Thanks, Skyler. I'd like to make a motion to deny zoning case 2020-07Z. Is there a second? There is a second. All right. Uh, any discussion here as to this motion? Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've uh, <clears throat> as you probably know, I've been around... Uh, for 26 years, probably I've been involved with this land probably more than anybody else in this meeting tonight. Um, I did six years on planning and zoning, five years as chairman of the board of zoning appeals, and then 15 years as a trustee. And I can tell you, there's been a lot of discussion about the property along Montgomery Road on the east side of Montgomery Road and this property in particular. Um, in the past, um, I think one of the reasons why there was a there was a transition and and I know that um, uh, that Pete weighed in on this, but my recollection of that was that we were we were our intent in 2008 was to change to a transitional use with office for the specific purpose of, of uh, facilitating what is now along Montgomery Road, the um, the low density office that we currently have. And uh, th that would be consistent with what we were originally looking for. And so um, I know that uh, that Schuyler originally had suggested that this is based on uh, our decisions tonight are based on the interpretation of the land use plan, and that is my interpretation of the land use plan. Any further comments, Mr. Weedman? Nope. Mr. LaBarber, any comments? No comments. I'll, I'll make a comment when I vote. <laughs> is there a comment you want your fellow trustees to consider before voting? <laughs> No, no, I'm, no. 
All right. Well, I, I will comment as well. As I noted in the public hearing on the, the zoning matter, and I'll, I'll note again now, I, I appreciate how the, the neighborhoods and the developer have worked together to try to find uh, some common ground here as to this ground. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's left up to the Board of Trustees to decide what to do. And the matter before us is not specifically whether to approve this this beautiful rendering we've seen of what in, in many parts of our community would be a, a wonderful addition of a, a multifamily uh, housing uh, townhome project. But the question is, should the property on which the developer wants to put it be rezoned from single family residential to multifamily? And that's what we have to look at. As Mr. Miller noted, we need to interpret the uh, land use plan and, and what it means. And I, I have to say my, my understanding here and my thoughts coincide with Mr. Weedman. Um, I, I think this is a beautiful project. I don't think that's a good place for a beautiful project like that. The reason being the land use plan provides for what appears to be transitional with office, which in my understanding is there used to be houses there. Now there are houses that are offices or buildings of similar character, not much larger than that, that are offices, but not multifamily residential or dense projects there. And, and I think that's what we're seeing there already. The, the other sites that used to be homes uh, immediately to the north of, of this proposed project are single structures. Uh, some of them houses which have been converted to offices, others houses which have been raised. Uh, and something slightly larger has gone in, but it's still a, no more than a two-story building. And when we look at the, the neighborhoods to the east of this and the other things in the area, it seems out of character to put residential in that spot. Uh, it, transitional with office, which is what the land use plan provides for, seems to be the perfect fit as to what should continue into that space if it is rezoned from single family residential. So for that reason, I, I'm going to vote against the project. And, and I say that respectfully to the developers as well, who I know have made a good faith effort to come up with something amenable to the community there. But this is simply not a rezoning that makes sense in the context of what our land use plan provides. So any further comment from any of the trustees before we vote on this? All right, uh, Mr. Porter, then would you call the roll? Mr. LaBarbera. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to vote no. Uh, I've walked this property with uh, Skylar Miller. Uh, we covered the whole territory, the two and the 2.4 acres. Uh, I believe I've done my homework. Uh, I'm not comfortable with it. Uh, the proposed density is is not consistent with the surrounding area and certainly in violation of the land use plan. Um, and I'm going to listen to the residents and uh, vote no. Chairman James. If I could I just, a, a point of order real quick. You're going so, to say we need to approve a resolution and not a motion, aren't you? I am going to say that next, but okay. the motion that Trustee Weedman made was a motion to deny the zoning change. And I think that's what Trustee LaBarbera wants to do. But if he votes no on the motion to oh, deny. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank okay. you. Yes. So, okay. So if we could just start over, if you could restate the motion that we're voting on and then take the roll call, please. I believe the motion Mr. Weedman made specifically was to deny zoning case 2020-07Z. Did I get the number correct there? Yes. Um, and that's what was seconded. 
So let, let's let's go back to the vote here again. Then, uh, Mr. Porter, would you call the roll again? Mr. LaBarbera. Yes. Mr. James. Yes, as to the denial. Mr. Weedman. Aye. And Aye. now, if, if we could have uh, Mr. Miller read the resolution and then have a uh, uh, motion and vote on that, please. There we go. All right, uh, a resolution denying an application for zone change for the Hill Point Community Development in Sycamore Township and dispensing with the second reading. Motion. Second. All right, we have a motion to adopt the resolution denying and a second. Any further discussion, gentlemen? If not, Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarbera. Yes. Mr. James. Yes. Mr. Weedman. Aye. All right. Double negatives can trip us up here sometimes, Mr. Desai. Thank you for jumping in with that uh, to make sure we headed in the right direction there. All right. Um, let me just note, I know there are several people in on the meeting who were interested in this particular project. Uh, you, you were certainly free to depart if you like or stay for the rest of the meeting. Um, we appreciate your time and attention and input to all of this. Um, so thank you, and we're, we're going to move on now uh, to the next portion of our meeting, which is public comments. And do we have anyone who has signed up to do that this evening? Yes, Jay Janice has. Okay, Mr. Janice, uh, Mr. Miller, if uh, sorry, Mr. Janice, would you like the counter up on the screen? Yes, sir, I would. All right. And just noting for the record, typically we uh, ask commenters to limit their comments to no more than four minutes. So we'll be providing a counter on the screen for you to help track that. Go ahead when you're ready. Uh, give me just one second to get caught up. Okay. Okay, ready. Am I going to be able to see? I don't. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. Are we ready? Everyone can hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. On December 1st, 2020, I contacted uh, Skyler Miller, the zoning director, about an issue of building going on, I believe, without any appropriate permits at 8805 Lancaster Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio. I am an adjacent property owner, the only, the only uh, actual owner occupied of that address, Mr. Miller and his inspector, Mr. Clark came out. And this is a project that had been built in the summer and um, fall of 2020. And um, it was my words, an unattached six car garage with under construction. Mr. Miller told me on site and took several pictures. He told me that they were in violation. They had not applied for any permits, applications, variances and so forth. He told me he would be going over to that office that day and telling them that they would have to immediately cease and stop making any um, construction. To my knowledge, that's what has happened. However, my oh, Mr. Miller did explain to me that um, if in the event they would proceed with the correct procedures, the earliest they could have a public hearing would be in February 2021. February 21 came and went. March 2021 20, is pretty much over. 
and I believe we're coming toward the end of the deadline to file for April 21st, 2021 for them to have a public hearing on this issue. Um, I understand that the new administration, they're, um, they like to work with people on zoning issues, but I believe in four, four and a half months, to my knowledge, as of checking with Mr. Clark yesterday, there has been no application for anything. Mr. Clark has sent me an email that said um, to the effect that on that date yesterday, the architects had informed him they would be forwarding some uh, renderings. Well, to my knowledge, all everyone is getting um, is false promises. The time, uh, the time for the appeals has come and gone. Uh, the time for compliance or abatement has come and gone. And I'd like to know how long the township would allow this to keep going on if, you know, what are we talking, April, May, June? Um, to me, it's the Rosswine, Milldale community's version of the um, former Kenwood areas, um, kind of the fiasco of uh, a couple years ago when they stopped construction in that area. It's very unsightly, it has jagged edges, and I think, um, Maybe some consideration could be if there's no action, the township trustees in the near future might want to consider declaring it a public nuisance and having it removed. Uh, next issue deals with the uh, township administrator. It's my understanding in the past, the um, there was a resolution passed that gave the former township administrator by name and title, the authority to set dates and times for the meetings that could contrast with what the uh, Sycamore township trustees it authorized. So my question is, if that does that stop that authorization stops and see is no longer employed as of the date he no longer employs, or does it automatically roll over to the new administrator and a new title? Next issue again is with uh, the law director. In the past, I've asked, and I don't recall an answer to this, but when Sycamore Township um, wants to buy new vehicles, and I believe there's a motion here to advertise for trucks tonight. Is the township required by state law to always buy at state bid, or are they free to reject that and buy from anyone they wish? Um, planning and administration. I believe there's some problems there, and as a member of the Parks Advisory Committee, I and myself, and, and I'm speaking just as an individual, I'm frequently frustrated that, again, tonight I read in here that there's a motion advertised for playground equipment. I believe the Parks Advisory Committee should be kept in the loop um, when they're doing grants for parks things and playground equipment. None of us have been informed of this. The only way we knew was reading the agenda for tonight's meeting. The next scheduled Sycamore Township evening meeting on the community calendar has uh, removed the virtual Zoom meeting. So I guess I'm asking, are we now going back to full in-person um, citizens are allowed to attend the trustee meetings in person? And this is the same same question with the Sycamore Township Parks Advisory Committee for March 2021. The former Zoom meeting uh, designation has been re renewed uh, removed from that. Like to know what the total number of surveys from the Parks Survey the township has received so far. In front of 8801 Lancaster, I brought this up a year ago. The roadway is major cracks and is needs a lot of patchwork in front of that area. Mr. Janice, if you could wrap up, you're pushing five minutes now. Okay, sorry. I guess that's that's about it. I apologize for going over. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Thank you, sir. Um, just a, a few comments about that. If we can address questions you had, um, 
Mr. Miller, if you're familiar with the property he mentioned, in, in, any comments? And if if you're not prepared to address that, then we can certainly do that another time. Um, I I the site and as uh, uh, explained, uh, the uh, the owner of the property was, in fact, uh, building a, uh, a large accessory structure without, without any permits. He has ceased work on that. Uh, there's been no uh, additional um, no additional construction going on that site, so it is it is paused, so to speak. Um, we are giving that gentleman an opportunity to apply for a PUD. Um, this isn't this isn't a small variance uh, because of the uh, because of the nature of this property, uh, it will be a full PD2 application. Uh, it took him some time to uh, to get a uh, an architect on board, and uh, this is uh, this is this is a this is a small business owner that uh, uh, you know has has needed help walking through this process. So I am trying to balance the. Uh, you know, the frustrations of residents like like Mr. Janus with uh, you know a uh, independent uh, small business owner. Uh, you know, I'm giving him time, but he's being cooperative. So I, at this point in time, I I was hoping to have an application uh, to uh, to zoning commission by now. But uh, again, there's there's some handholding uh, going on here. So I, I'll continue to to work with him and and get that application in. Um, if at some point he doesn't, uh, you know, this is, you know, if he's just doing a runaround, then we'll, then we'll pursue violations. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, regarding administrator's authority to set dates of meetings, I think that's something we addressed in our start of the year resolution this year as to meeting times as well. But uh, anything naming the administrator as the person with authority is something that would carry over to whoever holds that position. So um, if you have a concern about a particular resolution, though, you're welcome to ask me about that offline sometime, if you like, Mr. Janice, or speak with the administrator about it. Um, if, if others have any responses to questions he had that you'd care to address in your uh, portions of the meeting, you're welcome to do so, of course. Uh, our next meeting, I would say, is up in the air as to the manner in which it will occur. It may be in person. It may be on Zoom. I don't know any decision has been reached as to that yet. So thank you, sir. Are there any other public comments from anyone? All right, uh, we'll move on from public comments then. Um, there was another individual who I thought had signed up for that, but I guess he's not signed in. Um, Sheriff's Patrol report. Uh, Lieutenant yeah. Tarr, you're back. Oh, sorry, Mr. Whitman, did you have a comment? Uh, Doug uh, was gonna speak and he uh, had an issue that got, we got resolved today. So he's no longer uh, interested in speaking. Okay, thank you. I think he was going to talk about green energy concerns. So, all right, uh, Lieutenant Tarr, uh, Sheriff's Report time. How are you? Good, how's everyone? Good, we missed you last time. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I just wanted to talk, I know we've had, uh, there have been some emails going along. We've had a lot of complaints recently um, about Rumkey picking up too early. Um, I've spoken with Rumkey. Um, they take the matter very seriously. Um, a lot of these complaints we get from the citizens come in after the fact. Um, we are, our guys are on 24 hours. Obviously, they are willing to respond. Um, we actually cited a driver based on a complaint in uh, Sims Township in late February. So if, if it's going on and it wakes you up, you're already up, give us a call. We'll come out and we'll take care of it. Uh, if you do 
let us know after the fact. Please try to provide as much information as you can as far as the specific locations um, and times. And then I will pass those along to Rumkey and they will deal with that internally. Thank you. I, I received a complaint from someone in the Sturbridge neighborhood that around 4 or 5 a.m. they were banging around at the dumpster behind the Korean church on Montgomery Road that backs up to Sturbridge. I, I do believe this is obviously Rumkey has a lot of turnovers with drivers and I've spoken to Major Kediman and, and Captain Smith who were here prior to me. This, you know, this is an issue that pops up every now and then. Um, the, the driver in Sims is probably along in, this was in Northern Sims. So close to, to Sycamore as well. Uh, she was unaware. She was very cooperative. Um, and she, you know, hopefully it'll be dealt with. Very good. Anything else for us? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. Thank you very much. And, and I should note for anyone reporting, uh, if, if you're not actively speaking on screen and not here voting or taking information, you don't need to keep your camera on if you don't want to, as long as you're available to chime in. So, uh, we'll move on to um, EMS and fire report with Chief Penny. What have you got for us, Chief? Good evening, everyone. Uh, Skyler's got a, um, just a quick graph that we're going to put up. It did a, a count on the, the COVID cases with uh, quarantine at home starting for um, the 1st of January up till now. And you can see the uh, the January was quite heavy. February has decreased somewhat, and March so far is, is uh, only 24 cases. So uh, it looks like it looks like uh, the decrease is on on its way. Uh, I think the um, vaccines has contributed a lot to uh, the lack of people that have been catching the COVID. So that's a good thing, and um, hopefully, hopefully, we'll keep this trend going. Very good. That, that's a very good trend to see there. So the only, yes, it is. It, it's just a quick, just a simple graph, but it says a lot. <laughs> um, the only other thing I have is uh, got a call from uh, Trustee Wiedemann Friday about some surplus PPE supplies from the EMA, and uh, I went there today and picked up, and we we were able to pick up forty thousand pair of gloves. Um, surgical gloves and uh, 48 tubes of um, sanitizing wipes with the uh, <clears throat> with the price of gloves now they've gone up from about $22 a box to $27 a box so with this uh, with this surplus we picked up today we're saving about $12,000 in just uh, medical gloves Excellent. so we, we picked up the uh, the skid today in the back of a pickup and we got it at the station restocking our, our gloves. So that's Great. That's and thanks, all for, Tom, thanks for facilitating that with the chief. Very good. That's all I have. Okay. Well, thank you very much, chief. Any questions for chief Penny? All right. Uh, roads maintenance and recreation time then Tracy over to you. You're muted. Sometimes that's the best way for me to be. <laughs> here, here. So, <laughs> so during my report, I will also uh, answer a couple of Mr. Janice's concerns. Uh, the first thing, the survey is up. Uh, we have had approximately 150 results so far. Uh, so we will be tracking that as we go. 
obviously we'll be getting quite a few more after the newsletter goes out and it's in the newsletter and arrives at, at everybody's house. So uh, we're hoping for we're hoping for a good uh, good return on that. Uh, you know, considering we have twenty thousand residents, we we would like to see a large number of returns on there. Also, uh, I'll go right into uh, a couple things that Mr. Janice was talking about. I, I'm asking for a motion to advertise for trucks tonight. Although I'm asking for this motion to advertise, I don't know if I'll be using this. Uh, as you know, and we have done in the past, uh, we also purchase off of the state co-op uh, co program and also off of federal programs like SourceWell. We are members of uh, two federal programs, SourceWell and Omnia, and also the state bid. Uh, so what that does is those contracts have been bid for you already by the state and by the federal government, which keeps you from having to advertise, spend a lot of advertisement money and also saves time. Uh, and so with, with that being said, uh, I would like to ask for an, a motion to advertise, but uh, we are currently uh, seeking a uh, program through SourceWell, which is a program that we have used in the past. I make a motion, uh, Tracy, that uh, we advertise. Yes. And this would be for the purchase of the, of, the trucks. Of yes. I'll second. All right. We have a motion to advertise for the purchase of trucks and a second. Any discussion as to that? Mr. Desai, is that sufficiently specific? Well, I was just going to say, if perhaps Mr. Kellams could just um, elaborate a little bit on the uh, trucks, the number, and the purpose of the trucks. Okay, there, it's uh, two uh, Chevy 6500. Uh, they're, they're small dump trucks. They're uh, replacing the, a couple of trucks that we've had uh, for about 15 years, which were the Chevy 4500s. Uh, they will be uh, used all year round. Those will be used during the, the uh, spring, summer months for construction uh, and also during the winter for plowing and salting. They are an all-purpose truck. Uh, we have gotten a lot of good use out of those trucks uh, compared with having a, a truck that you're just going to buy to salt with and it sits around for the rest of the time. This way we can use our trucks all the time. And these are uh, on the source well bid list. So change the motion to a uh, motion to buy uh, two Chevy 6500 uh, small dump trucks. Second. Yeah, not to be too picky here, but I think you said to purchase rather than to advertise for the purchase. Advertise, you're correct. Correct. Right. And I'll change that. All right. So we have a motion to advertise for the purchase of two Chevy 6500 small dump trucks and a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, would you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Mr. Tom, Weedman? Aye. Thank you. Motion carries. Okay, I have another motion here. And until uh, yesterday, uh, I 
thought I needed this motion. This is another one uh, for playground equipment. Uh, as you know, we, uh, and this is for, uh, should also answer a couple of Mr. Janice's questions. We got a grant for, for this. We received a grant uh, that we applied for, for CDBG. Uh, and I believe we started, we started on this grant a long time ago. Uh, I believe that uh, Mr. Petty brought uh, not the grant to the uh, to the committee, but uh, the, I believe a plan for the park for the playground. I know one of their concerns was uh, some more more inclusive uh, parts of the swing set and the playground, and, and uh, we went back to them and we have included those in there. And under the CDBG grant, uh, that is also uh, what uh, we have to use to qualify for that because that was part of the grant that we went for was to for, to be more inclusive and, and handicap accessible. So until yesterday, when I was actually the one that contacted the people from CDBG and asked them about uh, Omnia, which is a federal purchasing program. Uh, that and explain to them that that's the reason of the purchasing program because uh, their rules had been anything over $50,000 you had to bid. Uh, they agreed with me. They thought it was great and they're actually changing their rules and putting it on their uh, website this week to, to change that you can advertise or use federal or state uh, co-op purchasing programs. So that will save us a lot of money in that case too. So I, I do not need that motion to advertise, but I want to explain why I didn't. It wasn't until yesterday that I just, that uh, they finally made that decision and I got the verification from them. Thank you. Sure. So other than that, uh, we had a pre-con meeting today with John R. Jurgensen for our 2021 road program. Uh, they're gonna come in and start May 1st. You'll be seeing them in the neighborhoods. We'll be doing some uh, concrete work first. Uh, that will, there's, that's our large program uh, that we bid. If you remember last month, uh, that was with the 25% uh, the of the unencumbered TIF fund. Uh, so that program will be running from May 1st all the way through the summer and fall. The uh, completion date right now is October 30th on that. Uh, also had a progress meeting today with Rack and Baller, who is doing the water main on Kugler Mill. We are going to have a total closure on Kugler Mill, so everybody knows from Kenwood Road to Blue Ash Road starting March 29th, and that is going to July 2nd. Uh, after that total closure, uh, they will come down to the other end of Kugler Mill between Kenwood Road and Montgomery Road and start on that section. But they are making, you know, they were obviously held up a lot in February from that weather, but they're making great progress now. Uh, more work that's going on in the neighborhoods, water main work, we're getting new water mains in Kenwood Meadows. So anybody that's there, that's, that work is going to be uh, starting soon. And that's also with Rack and Valor, but they are working for waterworks on that program. Uh, something else I know a lot of our residents will be happy about. Montgomery Road is getting ready to be repaved. That's starting in April. And that's going to be paved from Stewart Road 
all the way to Galbraith Road. Part of that road is uh, badly needed, so that, that's a welcome addition for that. Tracy, when is that, when is that gonna happen? That, start, that will be starting uh, in early April. Thanks. For Montgomery Road. Also on, uh, for that water main work for Kenwood Meadows and for that Montgomery Road, uh, they would like to use our property as a staging lot. I do not have any problem with that. I told them that they could put equipment there, but I did not want it to be a dump site. They cannot dump any material there, uh, but they could use equipment. But I wanted to check with uh, you gentlemen to make sure that was okay with you. It's a great spot for them to do Montgomery Road, especially with, since it's right there. And they'll sign a release for us, right? Yes, they will. Both of them will. Okay. I have, I have a problem with that. I think it's a good spot for it, actually. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I might ask if they could maybe put a little sign out indicating this is temporary staging for the project, just because people are going to wonder what's going up on that spot now if they see any activity there. Okay, I can get that done. Hey, Trace, when you were talking about Kugler Mill, what would you just go over that again real quick? Kugler Mill, you're talking about the waterworks. Okay, so right now, you know, as you know, we have a very large project out to completely rebuild Kugler Mill from Blue Ash Road all the way to Montgomery Road. So right now we have a closure, but it's a soft closure in between Kenwood and Blue Ash Road. So we're doing water main work there, but people can still snake through there. Uh, so they're going to start doing storm sewer work at, as soon as the main work is done. They also have to connect all the services for the water main, and then they'll be starting on the total reclamation, putting in curbs, sidewalks, uh, the whole thing gets rebuilt. So there's gonna be a total closure where only residents that live in that section or on the dead end streets off of Cougar Mill right there, they will be the only ones that will be able to access Cougar Mill. And that's gonna run from March 29th until July 2nd. And then okay, that's the Kenwood to Blue Ash. Kenwood to Blue Ash? Kenwood to Blue Ash. And when that section is done, they will then move east and go from Kenwood to Montgomery Road and uh, work on that section. Thank you. Sure. Our, our residents on Kugler Mill who are able to snake through there, as you said, going to have access to parking in front of their homes while this is going on? They will. We had a progress meeting today where we talked to them about that, that uh, you know, we, they have to talk to all the residents. Our inspector also talks to all the residents. If they can't get into their driveway, they have to be able to be able to park right there because obviously when they're when they're pouring curbs and and aprons, they can't get into their driveway. Yeah, they'll be able to park uh, very close to their house because there's a, a lot more houses there than you realize when you start looking at all the side streets too. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, that was something that we really harped on today to make sure that our residents can will always have access to their houses. Kenwood Baptist uses Kugler Mill to access their back lot also, doesn't they? Have, have we coordinated with them to ensure they'll have a traffic plan in place? We have not. Uh, I can't contact them. They use that, but it does connect to both of their front driveways on Kenwood Road. So it will 
cut them off from anything. Mm -hmm. So other than that, the uh, I don't know if you've gotten any calls, but the Central Corridor Pipeline construction has started in the northern area, School Road, Conray area. Uh, also uh, up there, what they, they are calling the High Point Station. If you remember when they had that the burn off of the, the gas up there, we had the tower of flames. That's where they're uh, that's where they're going to, and that's right behind First Street. Uh, so they they are doing a very good job uh, with letting all the residents know and keeping everybody informed about what's going on with that. Uh, they've been meeting with me and Ray constantly also, and we're keeping our website updated on that as well. So uh, brush chipping starts. For the first time, our, our monthly brush chipping, I should say, behind the building starts April 3rd. So we're back on schedule for that. We are moving into our new facility and we are starting road work. So uh, other than that, I don't have anything unless you have some questions. Anyone have questions for Tracy? Nope. I do actually. Uh, Tracy, going back to the Coolwood Mill project, uh, Kenwood Baptist was granted a uh, uh, an additional conditional use on their site for um, uh, an additional parking lot on the um, that would be impacted by their their Kenwood Road entrance. So you may want to reach out to them and see what their their um, project timing is. That that entrance may be closed off for a certain period of time. Thanks for pointing that out. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, it uh, reminds me of one other thing. We will also have to talk uh, because of the consent decree. If we're going to have 11 homes there, that's going to have to be cornered. We don't want to put $3 million into a road that then is cut 11 times for water mains or gas. Uh, yeah. So that's we're, we're going to have to fight, figure that one out also. Yeah, the developers indicated they want to be laying concrete in April for the first foundations there. Maybe they'll get ahead of some of the road work going on there, but please do coordinate as to that too. Um, so brush trippings coming up. We've got trash bash coming up in April as well, don't we? We do have trash bash. I'm Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have all kinds of crazy COVID protocols again for it, or will it be a little more back to normal, or do you know? It's going to be a little bit more back to normal. All right, very good. We, we also have the shredding event coming up, I noticed. Is that uh, behind the administration building, or where will that be? That is correct. That's behind the administration building. And, and what are the requirements and eligibility for that for people to bring things? Obviously, you have to be a resident, but... You have to be a resident and show an ID. Okay. Can they bring business materials also? It's supposed to be residential, but uh, how, how are we going to know? Well, I, I had a business owner ask about bringing boxes of things, and it's a business owner who is a resident of a business in the township. Well, if they are a resident, then, then they can bring. But if it's a business owner, you know, it's, it's for township residents. Yeah. If it's a business owner that doesn't live in the mm -hmm. township, they would not be able to. Okay. And Tom, did you have a question? I interrupted Tom, you. What was the date on the, uh, on the shredding? 
I believe it was the 17th. Okay, thanks. Yes, April 17th. Okay. And the trash, I'll, I'll, give me the trash bash also, because I, I I thought I printed out my calendar, but I didn't. Trash bash dates? Yeah, I thought I did too. I believe, don't count this, <laughs> but I believe April 9th and 10th is uh, the north, and April 23rd and 24th is the south. Yeah. Okay. The one's at McDaniel, the other one's at Bechtold. Uh, the only difference for the one at Bechtold, the one at Bechtold is the only one that we take hazardous waste. Okay, thank we'll you. Computers, appliances, and everything else at both of the other ones. Thank you. Okay. I I drove through Bechtold Park today and uh, saw Jason and the crew had a bunch of signs up for the park survey in there also, so that was good to see. And Jason was hard at work precariously balanced on the top of a truck, it looked like trying to cut down an old basketball net and get a new one up there. So I hope he made it out alive from that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right. Anything else, Tracy, or questions for Tracy from anyone? No, that's all I have. All right. Let's move on to planning and zoning then. Uh, any more zoning stuff for us tonight, Skylar? Oh, you've heard enough out of me tonight. Uh, but uh, I'm waiting for Tracy to say here, here. Um, <laughs> I guess that uh, the, the only other updates I have is that the uh, – um, we do have a lot of policy projects that are, that are all um, uh, on parallel tracks moving forward right now. I won't I won't keep reiterating that at every meeting. Uh, we did have a uh, a resident focus group session for the Montgomery Road properties uh, planning uh, study uh, that was uh, last Thursday on the 11th. Uh, lasted uh, lasted about an hour and a half. Um, yeah, I think it was a good group. Good comments. Uh, Next week, we on the 25th, we have the business community focus group session. Um, that will be uh, comprised of um, active business owners, property owners in the uh, in the Kinwood area. Uh, so we should be getting uh, development comments from them. Uh, so this will be uh, you know, a continuation that's going to lead up to the uh, the, the charrette. Um, so that will be live stream. So if anyone's interested. Pop some popcorn tune in. That's all I have. Skylar, you and I talked about this earlier today, and just so we can state it on the record for anyone who might be watching this meeting, the, the focus group uh, video that is available archived on YouTube from that first resident focus group cuts off before the meeting ended. But how much longer did the meeting go after that? Oh, about 15 seconds, one five seconds. Um, it was, we were wrapping up. Uh, it was a, uh, it was just a, uh, a hardware timeout on the, uh, or, or software timeout on the, um, on the hospital equipment. And you've so, got that under control for next time to space the timing out to capture the meeting, you hope, right? Yeah, I think we have a fix. Uh, there's a, um, there's a special license you have to have uh, in order to, to, to get a Zoom meeting out of the, uh, the hospital and, you know, in, into the, you know, the public Zoom domain, so to speak. And uh, in order to get that running at this last meeting, we actually started that Zoom meeting, I want to say at about 1.30 in the afternoon. So it ran uh, for quite a while, maybe, maybe a little later in the afternoon, but 
but still that that meeting ran for hours before it actually started so we'll just we'll start it later that way we uh hopefully we won't time out okay very good one other thing your microphone is working much better now than it was earlier so whatever you did work thank you uh any other questions for mr miller all right mr desai law director report please Uh, just one item this evening, uh, Chairman James, um, although it is more germane to um, villages and cities, it does have some impact on the township because of our existing JEDZs and um, our soon-to-be JEDD with Deer Park. Um, House Bill 157 continues to work its way through the state legislature, and in a nutshell, what it would do is um, repeal um, a section of a prior house bill which instructed municipalities to continue withholding income tax at a taxpayer's place of work, even if the taxpayer was currently working from home in another jurisdiction due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, as you um, can imagine, um, a lot of employees were no longer working uh, at the brick and mortar shop and were working from home and for the time being, um, municipalities were allowed to continue to uh, impose the income tax. Um, 157 would repeal that and um, because of our joint agreements with neighboring um, municipalities that could potentially impact revenue for the township down the road. Um, I expect we'll hear more about this in the coming future. I think yesterday there was a second hearing held on the bill. There, there are lawsuits pending as to that in various parts of the state against some of the larger municipalities also uh, with people who are no longer working there who are seeking to get the money back. Uh, the, the legislation doesn't have any retroactivity in it, does it, where uh, if it passes, taxes previously collected would have to be paid back? To my knowledge, no, it would all be moving forward. Something to keep on our radar, perhaps, is we have agreements, as you said, with other communities, uh, Madeira, Deer Park, and Amberley, as to Jed's tax collections. What would happen if there were a court ruling which required reimbursement of taxpayers of taxes collected? Do they have clawback rights under our agreements where the township would have to pay the money back? That's not a question you need to answer off the cuff, but it may be something to think about. Yeah, I'd be glad to take a look at that. Yeah. Offhand, my position would be that um, they collected the tax, so they have to pay back the money, not us. Yeah. So they wouldn't want to hear that, probably. <laughs> All right. In, anything else, Mr. Desai? That would do it. Thank you, sir. Any questions for Mr. Desai from anyone? All right. Let's move on to the administrator report then, Ray. What do we have? First, I would offer up, I talked to uh, the folks at Madeira the uh last week and uh about the very subject of what will happen if uh this thing goes the other way and with respect to club uh, to paying back tax dollars madeira said that'll be very interesting because we don't have the money so i just give you that a, as an aside uh, madeira asked if we would maybe help and and uh survey uh, some of the larger office tenants in those two JEDs, which are the two largest, and kind of just kind of get a feel. Are you bringing people back to work uh, ever or gradually, or how does it stand? 
and uh, staff met on Friday and we discussed it and we think it's a great idea to try to help them and get that information, not only for them, but obviously for us. So uh, we'll be moving forward with that survey. Um, first up for you to consider this evening is a resolution that would retire or redeem a, uh, a tax uh, inc incremental financing revenue bond for the Kemper Gold Coast Deerfield project. This is an older bond that's paying a 6% coupon rate. Uh, the balance is $680,000. There are sufficient funds in reserve in this TIF uh, to allow us to just to go ahead and retire the debt um, and uh, save the uh, interest money uh, because obviously the interest rates haven't been 6% for some time. Uh, so we've put together the paperwork that would able, enable us to do that. And if uh, if you would uh, approve it this evening, uh, before I read the title, is there any uh, questions, uh, Mr. Warwick? The the this is to retire the uh, the pay off the bonds, but which are currently at six percent, which is a good thing to do. But um, we do have uh, public improvements payable from this TIF that have not been paid in full beyond that six hundred eighty. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, so there's, there's, we would not be, it would not be possible for us to, to close that TIF because we have other obligations. That is correct. Thank you. And just to add to that, Mr. Warwick and I had some conversation earlier today about that, and he confirmed with Bond Council that we are clear to do this uh, without endangering the TIF of being required to be closed with the bonds being paid off. Uh, certain TIFs must be closed off when the obligations are paid off, but because we have paid for the other public improvements out of it, as you noted, the TIF can continue and can continue collecting the service payments. Uh, so basically we're, we're beggaring the county here by continuing to collect the larger share because we have those obligations to pay. So this does not endanger the, the TIF's uh, endurance until its uh, agreed uh, expiration date. It just pays off the bonds. The resolution reads, a resolution authorizing the redemption of $680,000 of tax increment financing revenue bonds, Kipper Gold Coast Deerfield Project of Sycamore Township, County of Hamilton, State of Ohio, and authorizing the payment of the redemption price and related costs, authorizing documents necessary to effectuate such redemption and dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second. Any discussion as to this beyond what we've already done? All right, Mr. Porter, would you call the roll as to this, please? Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. The resolution, I believe, does cover uh, related documents, but uh, I want to draw your attention to uh, the release and discharge of the service agreement that has to be done so it can get off of the uh, 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 the property at the recorder's office. And I want to bring that up because we're going to fix your uh, electronic signatures to it. Um, Skylar's put it up on the screen. This is normal paperwork when uh, you redeem bonds. Um, but maybe I could get a simple motion to approve uh, um, uh, moving ahead with the service agreement. Motion, approve service agreement. 
And Chairman James and trustees, I would just point out in section five of the resolution that was just approved, it does say um, all appropriate um, uh, documents, certificates, and other instruments or agreements that are in the opinion of bond council necessary to carry out the purposes of this resolution and the redemption of bronze can be made. So uh, it does appear that resolution takes into account the collateral documents such as the one in front of you. Do we need to proceed with this motion as to this then, or do you consider that already to be covered? Um, you know, we've got a motion out there. You may as well go ahead and proceed with it. Okay. Uh, both of my fellow trustees simultaneously moved to approve it. So I'll second whoever came first there as to that. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter, would you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Um, sir, I've got one question. Um, minor typo, possibly. Do we need to do anything to, to correct that? The first reading's tonight, correct? Actually, we... Or did we discuss this on the second? We did we not. We did not. Okay. Yeah. The type, typo. Yeah, I mean, do do we need any motions to change that, or can I can I take care of that? What's, what's, where's the typo? It says the date. First reading is, is March 2nd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, thank you. But that will be corrected on the formal adopted motion to which electronic signatures are affixed, correct? Yes. 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 Thank you. Good catch. Uh, next, I have a resolution uh, amending 2021 appropriations. This has to do with the uh, water main work on the Kugler Mail uh, uh, project. The water works actually gave us this uh, portion of the money up front. We put the money in the two TIF accounts that uh, uh, you're going to see a PO uh, after you approve the appropriations. So the money is available in the, in those uh, particular TIF accounts, uh, but we have not appropriated that amount. We wouldn't have known when to do it. We didn't know when the money was coming. We have it now. Uh, so I would ask you to uh, approve this appropriation. And then uh, I will present you with the purchase order in a, in a couple minutes. Uh, that will just uh, give us the ability to execute that at the proper time. Uh, it's not the proper time to even release the funds to the contractor yet because the work's not completed. So how much is the total? The total, uh, I'm asking uh, the appropriation to go up $600,000. That's a little bit above what the PO reads. The PO is like 597,000. I just round it up. Okay. So the uh, resolution reads, a resolution amending 2021 appropriations, dispensing with a second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion. Motion. You're muted, Tom, James. Yeah, just noticed that. I'm sorry. They both moved again simultaneously. So I'll second. All right. We'll create a, a maze here for Beth as she puts the minutes together. All right. Any uh, further discussion as to this? All right. Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Okay. I have uh, three POs over $2,500. The first one is purchase order 8722A. This is for uh, utilities. Uh, this is uh, 
the second uh, PO against the appropriated funds because we decided to do it third this year uh, as a part of our cash management. So this, uh, uh, the money is available and is appropriated and the PO is in the amount of $14,845.65. Motion to approve. Second. All right, we have a motion to approve PO number 8722A and a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, call the roll, please. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weidman? Aye. The next purchase order is 8799. This is the purchase order that has to do with the uh, money uh, that came from the, the uh, waterworks for the Cougar Mill uh, project. Uh, it will ultimately be paid to Rack and Baller, the uh, contractor for that project. And the amount of the PO is $597,395.40. Motion to approve. Second. All right, we have a motion to approve PO number 8799 and a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, please call the roll. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. And the last PO is PO 8800 in the amount of $75,000. This is to uh, uh, pay for our uh, summer seasonable, seasonal labor. Uh, the money is available and has been appropriated. Motion to approve. Second. All right, we have a motion for PO 8800 and a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, please call the roll. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. And lastly, we have a, a special resolution for this evening. It is uh, Sunshine Week here in Ohio. And uh, I, uh, Trustee James asked if we could uh, put together a resolution, and we have one. Do you want to present it, uh, Mr. James? You want me to? Uh, I, I can present it here. So uh, Sunshine Week is something that's about 15 years old. Uh, a bunch of newspaper editors came up with it originally, but it's something the state of Ohio also celebrates. And uh, at the start of Sunshine Week, uh, each year, I believe, and certainly this year, um, the state issues the new Sunshine Book, which is sort of the Bible of uh, openness and government in Ohio. So I'm asking the board to adopt this resolution, uh, recognizing the Sunshine Week, which runs from March 14th to 20th, 2021, and it reads, whereas the basic principles of freedom of speech and freedom of the press guaranteed in the United States Constitution are fundamental to our national heritage, and whereas in 2005, the American Society of Newspaper Editors, now known as the News Leaders Association, initiated Sunshine Week as a way of illustrating the importance of open government, and whereas Sunshine Week was established to spark a discussion about the importance of open government and public access to government documents and meetings, and whereas our laws in Ohio ensure broad access to government records and information for all who inquire, because those records belong to the public, not to government officials, and whereas open and transparent government is something which the Board of Trustees of Sycamore Township wishes to encourage, promote, preserve, appreciate, and celebrate. Now, therefore, be it resolved that we, the Board of Trustees of Sycamore Township hereby, recognize the importance of Sunshine Week in Sycamore Township during the week of March 14th to 20th, 2021, and encourage our elected officials and township staff to always be mindful of the importance of openness and transparency, and 
urge all our residents and our township staff to join in this observance, recognizing the basic principle that open government is good government. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, would you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarbera? Yes. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Thank you, gentlemen. I have nothing further. All right, uh, Mr. Porter, we've kept you waiting to talk a long time. We had these appropriations to get out of the way again before paying bills and so forth. And we've got all that, got housekeeping, all that housekeeping done. done. So done. thank you for your patience and waiting this long. What do you have for us tonight? Uh, I have receipts of $141,860.91. Disbursements of $277,395.62. A complete listing of the receipts and disbursements was available in the packet. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, will you call the roll then? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. All right. Anything further, Mr. Porter? Nothing further. All right. Again, thank you for your patience here. It's been a long evening here. Um, trustee comments, then we'll move on to that. Mr. Weedman. Uh, yes, I just have one comment. Um, I talked with one of our uh, one of our residents regarding the the option to to opt into under our uh, electric aggregation to opt into um, renewable energy at a slightly higher rate. And um, uh, I talked to Beth, and Beth is going to put that both on our website and also uh, uh, we'll put it out in one of our uh, constant contact blasts coming up in the future so that everybody is well aware of that. And uh, other than that, I have nothing. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Mr. LaBarber, any comments? I was on the uh, Hamilton County Public uh, Health Call today with Greg Kesselman, the uh, health director, and uh, Nick Crosley. For the PPP equipment, uh, they have distributed over 904,000 pieces uh, so far uh, as of last week. And uh, Chief Penny, that that is always available. You can just call him up, and and they'll take care of you with anything that you need. I, I think you know that. Uh, and, and to follow follow along with what the chief said, uh, to validate what he said, uh, there was a there's now 3,300 active cases in the county. That's really low. Uh, the high report on the daily thing was 916. It is now uh, under 197 per day, according to the last week, the last seven days. And uh, in the hospital, we, we had uh, 800 at one point. Now we're down to 174 in the ICU, on 50 people in the ICU. And uh, the good news, I think everybody knows that uh, March 29th, all Ohioans will be eligible over the age of 16 to get, uh, get the shots. And I want to mention the Charette, uh, the Taco Bell site, uh, Montgomery Road, the Charette that we have going. Last week, the neighbors, uh, the first part of that, uh, the residents, the first part of that focus group. And uh, I watched it. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, first phase of the project is playing out before our eyes. Uh, transparency. Uh, boy, this is the ultimate. This is the most transparent procedure for any development, I believe, in the history of Sycamore Township, at least in the last 15 years, and we invite you to follow along with us because on uh, March 25th at 6.30, uh, the uh, 
business community will have a chance to weigh in with focus groups. And uh, that's all I have, the chairman. All right. And I'll just add a few things here. Again, as, as we commemorated here, it is Sunshine Week. Um, I won't ask everyone else on this call to raise their hands to let us know whether they've had Sunshine Laws training in the last few years. I, I will tell you I have, because as an attorney, I get continuing legal education credit for it too, which is a wonderful incentive to take it more than is required. Uh, I'm also taking the Center for Local Government elected officials training again this week because I think it's interesting to get a refresher on some of those things. So that's a valuable resource we have locally. I, I do want to remind uh, everyone in the township, elected officials, staffers, and so forth, not only about the importance of openness, but also about remembering customer service. We have a great team and we're pretty good at customer service and we all have failings in that sometimes but when somebody sends you an email from the public or from within the staff or whatever if you don't have an answer right away acknowledge that you got it at least and let people know you're going to be answering i think the public really appreciates getting some feedback right away when they ask a question that can't be answered right away uh, just so they know someone's listening and we'll get back to them so let's always remember to do that um happy saint patrick's day to everyone tomorrow and uh, I think that's all we've got tonight. For announcement changes, take a look at our calendar on the website or on the meeting announcement. And uh, with that, uh, I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second. Okay, thank you. I, I saw your lips moving earlier, Tom, but I didn't hear the sound. So, all right. We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 All right. Have a great evening, gentlemen. Thanks. And it is 8.53 p.m. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.